0: Welcome in to the From the Loop podcast with Matt Setter. I'm Tim Stebbins. We are recording live in the Loop at the Ready to Paul Sports Studio. Matt, how are we doing today? I got my introduction a little bit down last week. It was kind of off. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. We just both had, I got some food in our our bellies. Yeah, I got some some
1: some McDiesel as as we would call it back in the uh, in the home. Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> had to throw that in for you. I I feel. I think energized, but I think also very much weighed down by this McDonald's.
0: I feel the same way. There's just a log in my stomach. Yeah, what'd you get? Burrito. Oh, I got a burrito, uh, chicken, queso. What number
1: uh, was this on the year?
0: Oh, man. We'd have to count that. Uh, I'll show you my list for great podcasting.
1: Okay. It's oh, my God. I think Tim, we're uh, above 30. For what it's worth, I want to paint this picture. Tim just open up the notes in his iPhone. He has an iPhone X for what it's worth. It's a nice phone. Um, Hands me the note tab, which is just a series of dates. Uh, I'm trying to find the longest string you go in a row. There's very few times where you do it back-to-back days, but you do kind of – Actually, you know, you go t- February 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. Pause for the 14th, <laughs> of course. It's Valentine's Day. You can't eat Chipotle on
0: Valentine's Day. I would have if I was I was working. I couldn't treat myself.
1: February 15th, 16th. Pause for the 17th. Gets in on the 18th, gets in on the 19th.
0: Um, We've had it once today. We might have it tonight. I'm going to the gym after this. And You're going to double up on Chipotle today? Got to fill up after. Yeah, man. All
1: right. Any Red
0: Bulls before the gym this week? No, but I have the I bought two last week after uh we we did our podcasting for the Radio Paul Sports Network. Uh, you can listen to that anywhere you get your podcast apple pending in the next couple of yeah. days anywhere you get this podcast you can find <laughs> that podcast Well, their <laughs> apple is not cooperating um but after that i went to the gym and i got two red bulls because it was you know a decent deal and i still have one so
1: oh, okay i thought you drank both of them oh, I,
0: I could have yeah They'd i go down like water
1: i got a i got a series of snapchats from tim of him drinking these red bulls on the way to the gym which by the way who drinks a red bull on the way to the gym like what is that I thought
0: that was a common thing. You got to get energized. No, bro. No. It's the same as
1: pre-workout. No, not the same as (laughs) pre-workout. Completely different from pre-workout. Red Bull's full of caffeine and ginseng and all that, like, dehydrates you. It makes makes your bones, like, brittle and your muscles, like, not able to absorb. Uh, oxygen and stress as well.
0: And so it, it cripples your gains, I'm, bro. I'm learning more about science than I have in the past year right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Thanks. I got you. <laughs>
1: um, drink water. <laughs> I drink a lot of water and at the gym. creatine. Throw a bunch of creatine <laughs> in, your, in your water. All
0: right. This this today on Great Podcasting. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's get into it. Our key of the week, each week we put... In our podcast, what we think is the most important information, and luckily for us... Yeah, hours before this. <laughs> hours before our recording. We had time to di- digest it. Um yeah. We said last recording about two weeks ago, we, we made a bet with each other. Do we think Bryce Harper and or Manny Machado will sign by the next time we record? We both said no. Yeah. We were wrong. Yeah. And it happened of the day we planned to record, of course. Manny Machado reportedly to the Padres on a 10-year... $300 million contract. I don't know what the instant reaction... I don't know. I My instant reaction is...
1: Uh, Manny Machado is the luckiest man on existence. Um, he's getting paid $30 million a year. $300 million over 10 years. Uh, basically like winning the lottery. Uh, to go sit on the beach in San Diego. Now... This is the Padres. So... They're the Padres. Um, But I would not be surprised if Manny Machado just, like, is retired (laughs) at age 26 now. Like, when his contract comes up, he'll be 36. It's the end of a career. He might have a few more years left in him, but that's the end of the career. And I I think he's basically going to coast on out of here. I don't think the Padres are competing for anything in the next year. What do you think?
0: I think he definitely... He picked a good place. It was interesting. He was with the Dodgers for the second half of 2018 after your Orioles traded him. Yeah. Uh, the word was that he didn't want to play on the West Coast. Yeah. Which is interesting. I heard that. Warm weather, climate, beaches, and such. Um, I think it's a good move because you have the weather. Yeah. Living large. That's yeah. San Diego's main, uh, only team now. It's beautiful. So the whole city is looking, focusing their attention on your team. Yeah. Their farm system is number one in baseball. Okay. And from there, they're... Their division's winnable right now. Yeah. Not that they're going to win it. The Diamondbacks are going down. Rockies are, we'll say, still up there. Giants are down. And then the, there's the Dodgers. So the Padres could make some moves, and he's getting paid $30 million a year to That's do insane. it. Um, I, I, On the Chicago angle of this, the White Sox were a team that were, was also in on him, and they didn't get him, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, they offer him a deal... Eight years for uh, $250 million with a $35 million option for that ninth year. So that's about at two eighty-five now. Okay. For and nine it, years? Correct. And he had the potential to make, with th- different investing options and mm-hmm. incentives, to get to $320 million Whoa. total. So one year nine years? Nine. Wow. My math's not good. That's more overall money. Just yeah. Just not guaranteed money because the guaranteed was- with that ninth option, 285.
1: Yeah. And that ninth option is a player option,
0: correct? Uh, that would have been an option. Uh, it was based on uh, years vested. So the option years vested, so it was actually two, excuse me, 35 million. In, oh, I'm just going to rephrase. It was 250, but two options, 35 million each to get to 10 years. Whoa. Let's do math. That would have been two three $320 million for 10 years. Yeah. So overall, that's 20 more than he will reportedly get from the Padres. Um, but those two-year options, he has to have 550 plate appearances. Not at-bats, plate mm. appearances. Okay. Which is doable. It's just that he wasn't getting that guarantee of yeah. 300, which the Padres gave him. Yeah,
1: and that that guarantee is, is really what makes contracts nowadays, I think. is, And we're starting to see it in leagues beyond baseball and leagues beyond the NBA. N- namely, the NFL is guar- guaranteed contracts starting to creep in because it just it gives the player an opportunity to not have to worry about being healthy for the rest of their career. They can give their all year in and year out, and if they're not healthy, they're still going to get paid. Where like if he can't hit that plate appearances thing because he there's a quad or something old man injuries you know old man injuries he'd be 34 <laughs> when those options roll around quote unquote old man yeah qu- quote unquote old man 34 years old um <clears throat> but like it, guaranteed money is 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 better for the player in in every situation
0: so at the same time though i don't if you're Manny Machado yeah and like we said, the the deals were pretty similar. Two hundred fifty guaranteed. Yeah. That's only fifty million less guaranteed when you already make a lot through endorsements. Yep. You're already potentially gonna get past that. You're gonna get more than that. If you're confident in yourself, which he should be as a great player, yeah. Why don't you take that challenge? Yeah, I think in my last two years I could get it's like he I get that he's you know, you don't know what could happen in the future, so you don't want to risk anything, but yeah. you're already getting two hundred fifty million guaranteed. That's not a little bit of money. Is no. it an ego thing? Like, I, I want to the, the, the be the tie statured player. Sorry. Yeah, no, it, it
1: totally might be an ego thing. I, I mean, the first thing that comes to me is, like, setting. I love Chicago. It gets really cold in the winter here. It gets really cold in the spring here. It gets really cold in the fall here. San Diego is beautiful 100% of the time, all of the time. There's beaches. The, uh, Manny's from Miami, so he, he grew up in, like, a beach town uh, on the coast. So, you know, it really comes off to me as kind of like a more of a location tax versus, like, just which one's going to be worth more money inevitably and more of like a, well, I'll take $20 million less if I don't have to perform as well when I'm 35 and I get to basically retire on the beach.
0: So I love that you said the word tax. Yeah. Because San Diego is in what state? California. California has a thirteen point three percent tax rate on its highest earners. So, yeah, over the next ten years, Manny Machado will pay the state thirty nine point nine million dollars. Yeah, and and this is this is something that I'm not
1: perfectly, I'm not super well versed on taxes in professional sports. I believe that he would also have to pay a portion of his taxes on every state that he plays games in,
0: except Texas, which I don't think has income tax. Texas does not have an income tax.
1: Yeah, it's like Texas and South Dakota are like two of the. States that don't have income tax. That's our South Dakota representative. Resident South Paul Dakota. Sports. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if you need any tax information on South Dakota, I can get that to you. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's he's going to see a lot of income shaved away. Do you know what
0: Illinois is by chance? Illinois income tax. I do not know. let This is something I should know. Okay. Okay. Way less. According to ChicagoBusiness.com, Illinois current tax rate of four point nine percent. Four point nine five percent is higher than the 4.25% flat rate in Michigan. So in the Midwest, it's definitely one of the highest. That's a lot of reason why people are leaving Illinois. And Mm -hmm. Chicago, it's the third most populated city in the country. It's projected to be passed by Houston in the future. Yeah. Next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, So it's way less. Yeah. It's a third of it. But I I think you made a good point, West Coast, Midwest. It was interesting, though. He he wanted to play on the East Coast, reportedly. Yeah. Maybe that was just a New York thing because it's the Yankees, but... I don't understand how all of a sudden you leave LA and you're already thinking I'm done with the West Coast and now you're like
1: Oh you got me. You wrote me back in West Coast. Is it just
0: simple as money talks? I think I think it's money talks. I think it's 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 beaches talk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was our thing to know. But let's stay on the topic because there is a trickle down effect. Oh God. It's taken months, but don't say the second name. The second name. He who must not be named. Let's discuss Bryce Harper. Oh, no. What are the repercussions of this move? Because there hasn't been... It's taken three and a half months to yeah. sign one of them. Yeah. Okay, so you think someone would step up now to get the other big player. Right. What, what is, what's going to happen now? Well, I, I mean, it, it
1: depends on if Bryce is, feels like he's he's at a place with his novel where he can step away from a gap year and play baseball again. <laughs> um, I, I think, really, it's going to come down to... like. Is Bryce Harper able to use this as a bargaining chip, chip to get more than Manny Machado? Or will teams use this as a bargaining chip to drive Bryce Harper lower? That's a great point. Is uh, And and I guess I don't know which one we're going to see. I, th- I think Bryce Harper is deserving of more money than this. But I thought Manny Machado was deserving of more money than this. I thought they were both going to be in the
0: $400 million range. I initially I think a year ago I would have said the same yeah. before last season last off season happened where people didn't get signed and got less money. Uh this is gonna be interesting. He already had a ten year, three hundred million offer on the table before the season ended from the nationals. And now after all this time where it's taking this long to sign one of them, Machado was at one point people were saying he might get two twenty five. Yeah. He got three hundred million, which I think he was okay with that. That was number that if if we're talking apples and oranges, you know, Harper, we always thought would kind of get more. Yeah. Machado got a great number. Harper is all the the ability in the world to say I want four hundred million now because the precedent has been set. Yeah, we're talking about less or more. At the very least, you say ten for three hundred is where I start now. Yeah, because someone else got it, and yeah. Bryce Harper should be thanking Manny Machado for that. But there's no way now that he doesn't ask for more than. 300 yeah and we we see it a lot in other sports
1: like in in the nfl recently with aaron Rodgers' contract negotiation he wasn't going to sign until matt ryan signed he wasn't going to sign until all the other major quarterbacks around the league signed and set the like the bar for where a contract is for an mvp quality top tier best of the best player and we've seen where it is now for maybe one of the best players in baseball at 10 years, $300 million. Where
0: does a transcendent talent like Bryce Harper get priced at? I think it's interesting. You know, we both played baseball. Um, The notion is that outfielders age worse than infielders, I would say. Yeah. You can always move an infielder to the outfield. You can't move an outfielder to the infield, which is why the fact of Bryce Harper potentially getting more than Machado has always been interesting to me Mm -hmm. because he's the outfielder, and outfielders, anyone can— not anyone. I don't want to have seen, make it seem like sure. it's easy. You can put anybody in the outfield.
1: We more frequently see, pe- see infielders switch from infield to outfield versus outfielders shifting into the infield. It's so, a completely different skill set. And, and, and catching a fly ball or reading a fly ball, you have to do in the infield. I mean, it's more pot flies than like, deep flies, but in the outfield, you don't ever field a brown ball that's just been lasered right at you backhand or anything uh, yeah, yeah those are all completely different muscle memories that you need to be learning basically from like day one to be good at it at the mlb Where like it it would be crazy it would be very hard to expect somebody like bryce harper to step into a shortstop role and play <laughs> but like we see shortstops step out in the outfield all the time
0: i will say first base i think he has played first base in his career so yeah. catcher. That, that he could step oh yeah he came up in high school as a catcher right yeah so he yep. could step back into the infield at some point, but he's not in one of those prime positions where Machado is shortstop third base, and if Machado gets to 32 years old and they say, we're going to move you, I don't think it would be as far-fetched as moving Harper to the infield.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, now my question for you, Tim, is like: does Bryce Harper's last season have any impact on his ability to get money this year? I'd say... Because he, he had a down year. Is that going to impact his, his money situation now?
0: It's funny. When you Google Bryce Harper. Oh, like, God. I don't want to know what those Google results are. If this was like a normal player, you'd see statistics, you know, L- Wikipedia. Yeah. Instead, it's just Bryce Harper articles, rumors, et cetera. Um, I think Harper has an interesting case on his hands because he had a great second half. So hit two forty nine. That was obviously one of his lowest career batting averages. Mm-hmm. My laptop is failing me. Uh, two forty nine was his lowest of his second lowest of his career, but three ninety-three on base percentage is his second best and his OPS was still eight eighty nine. Mm-hmm. But I think had he stayed on the track he was in the first half, yes, there would be an argument to give him less money because he was hitting two fourteen. OPS was still good at eight thirty three. Yeah. Second half he hit three hundred and he had a nine seventy two OPS. And his on base percentage was almost a hundred points higher, three sixty five to four thirty four. Sure. So, I think that second half saved him. Yeah. And I think if anyone would go and say, well, you had a down-ish year, he said, well, that first half shouldn't represent the X amount of years I played, mm-hmm. especially when you saw how I fared after that bad first half.
1: Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, like, Manny Machado, the first half of the year, it was kind of a flip for Machado. Is The first half of the year, Machado was kind of in the race for the Triple Crown uh, and ended, actually, his time in Baltimore hitting 315 but in his 66 games with the Dodgers only hit 273 and so we saw a kind of a big drop when he sh- switched over to the National League
0: and, and that's weird and, because he was in the AL East. Yeah.
1: And 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 that didn't really influence his ability to
0: get money. So Manny Machado I think also got to the market at the perfect time. The year before that he hit 259 782 OPS and he had a career year the year before free agency. Yeah. So good on him. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see if he can keep the levels from last year because that was easily his best season. Um, all right, let's get off baseball. Number two is interesting topic in more ways than one. Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled their collusion cases with the NFL, and Eric Reed was already on our NFL roster, but he did resign. Yeah, for. Three years,
1: $22 million with the Carolina Panthers.
0: Correct. And he, he actually joined after the season started, unlike Kaepernick, who didn't get an offer, didn't join a team. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, really not sure what to make of this. If Is Kaepernick's... Kaepernick wasn't getting chances to play during the case. Is that because of the case? I don't know. But I don't see this all of a sudden clearing up. It yeah. doesn't necessarily change how people... If he was getting blackballed, how does this change it now? Why do people have an incentive to sign him now?
1: I have no idea. Like, I, it, I guess, I it makes sense to me why he wouldn't sign while he has an open collusion case against the NFL. I think Eric Reed was added later. Uh, I think it started as Colin Kaepernick's case, and Eric Reed was added later. Um, but I, you know, it, it's 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 great that he's now getting attention. Um, but like. About a year late, guys. Like The Patriots are looking at him. Do you know who else is looking at him?
0: Uh, so, yeah, his his agent, and this is his, his lawyer, excuse me, his lawyer predicted the team's going to sign him soon. Okay. Not just sign him, sign him soon. Name the Patriots as a possible landing spot. Uh, he's said Kaepernick. He absolutely wants to play. He wants to compete at the highest level. But This guy hasn't played since 2016. Ah. Uh,
1: I know he turned down a, an opportunity to play in the AAF,
0: um, saying that he wanted twenty million dollars. He wanted $20 dollars, and they're we we'll get onto that in a second. They're offering their contracts for players are two hundred fifty grand for three seasons, not and, one. And
1: they're not like variable; it's everybody gets that contract. That's the contract.
0: Yeah. So another natural place that his lawyer said was the Panthers, because uh, Cam Newton had a shoulder injury. And uh, you could possibly slide into a starting role. If not a backup once Cam Newton returns, yeah,
1: and also they wouldn't have to change the scheme much. They both kind of are able to move in a similar way, and like you wouldn't have to worry about like changing the Panthers' offensive playbook for Derek Anderson or something <laughs> who can't literally cannot move. Kaepernick and Cam Newton are both uh, pretty fluid runners in the backfield. The whole thing is baffling to me. Yeah,
0: even though they settled it, great. I just, I just don't get even with this case in the air. The case can The the case didn't happen right after. Let's call it the the controversy. I don't want to sure. label it as such, but this case happened because he wasn't getting signed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it it happened because he wasn't getting signed because it made no sense that he wasn't getting signed, and it. Uh, Kaepernick and his lawyers believed that there was collusion amongst NFL owners to make sure that he was not signed um, because of his outspokenness and because of his his activism, um, and so. The case goes to try and enlighten those communications between owners and and kind of speak to the NFL as a a bad 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 business and it by settling it kind of shows that the NFL is maybe admitting wrong even though we won't see that in like a legal case never <laughs> we'll never see that in a legal case um but it does mean that he had a case and while it's 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 not like. Solving the issues that he maybe wanted to tackle, I think it's 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 definitely something that is a positive development for him and Eric Reed, and for activism, player activism, and and outspokenness
0: in the NFL. It just doesn't make sense to me because if he wasn't getting signed before that, let's say because he was kneeling during the anthem and such, yeah, what's to say he won't do that when he returns if he does return and. It feels like it could be a, a repeated process if he gets on a team and then he gets a one year deal. Well, so let's assume he gets a one year deal because he hasn't played for two seasons. Yeah. He gets a one year deal. He does starts this process over. Teams get upset and don't sign him. Then he could seriously have a similar case. Yeah. I, I, I man, I,
1: I don't know how this is going to
0: play out. We've never, we have not seen anything like this before. It's odd. And the NFL is the NFL and they are stubborn. Um, number three, staying on football. The Alliance of American Football, Yeah, they had to get bailed out, Matt, because they changed their payroll system and they were in danger of missing their payroll for the second straight week?
1: Uh, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes owner uh, had to give the Alliance of American Football, his name's Thomas Dundon, had to give the Al- Alliance of American Football $250 million, that's a quarter of a billion dollars.
0: Well, not not as much as Manny Machado, though. <laughs> uh, not
1: Still not as much as Manny Machado will be getting. Manny Machado could have taken out a, a majority stake in the uh, AAF, uh, but the AAF was not able to uh, pay all of its players for the first week. Um, yeah, they say that it was because of a payroll thing, a glitch in the system or whatever, Anytime somebody tells you that because your paycheck is not showing up, it's probably because they don't have enough
0: money. So, um, so I, I misspoke. They they were in danger of missing their payroll in just their second week of existence. Yes. they Yeah. Um, this is interesting, too. Uh, in The Athletic, so David Glenn for The Athletic, he said, a, a source told him in his article, without a new nine-figure investor, and that was the the Hurricanes chairman, Thomas uh, Durden. majority owner, ex- my, excuse me, yeah, um, Without a new nine-figure investor, nobody is sure what would have happened. You can always tell people their checks are going to be a little late, but how many are going to show up on the weekend for games when they don't see they don't see anything hit their bank accounts on Friday? Yeah, yeah. How do you start a league and you don't have money? You have to. I know it's it sounds dumb, but you have to have money to pay your people that are doing stuff. Yeah, man. And and when it comes down to it, uh, there's actually an interview
1: in the USA Today with. Uh, not Bill Pullian, but Charlie Ebersol, who's the, the founder of the AAF um, and the son of Dick Ebersole. Um And Charlie was kind of saying that this isn't really a football league. This is actually a gambling league. Um, and so a lot of like what we're seeing in the AAF are – well, he, actually, he used the iceberg theory to describe it as in you only see 10% of what we do publicly. 90% of it you'll never see. And it's a way... I like kinda, that compared to Iceberg. I like it. Yeah. it's good. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually originally like a Hemingway thing. Um, but Ooh. the the idea is that they're doing so much like data tracking. And if you have the Alliance app, you can follow where every single player is on the field in real time as the play is happening. They have the Sky Judge who's like watching over everything and correct wrong
0: calls. And they're mic'd up too, correct? They're
1: mic'd up. Everyone's mic'd up. And so uh, uh, what it all is supposed to do is give companies and sports leagues the ability to quantify everything on the field into a number so that it can be bet on rapidly from your phone so that you can bet on a play-by-play basis put a wager in on your phone make the bet for the play have the play happen get the result of the bet and then i uh, this is personal this is not anything that they say <laughs> anything but But I I think a lot of this stuff that they're doing in in changing the game to be less injury-prone, to have this sky judge who can correct every call, all of this kind of feels like it's trying to attack any uh, human error variable that would kind of pop out that is not on the line, that cannot be demonstrated in the the betting line.
0: It sounds like a way to also get more people interested in, hey, we're doing things differently to potentially draw interest, and that obviously changes in the sense of like, more people interested, more yeah. dollars coming in, ads and such.
1: Yeah, and one of their biggest investors is MGM Grand Casinos. There you go. So, makes sense that it's a gambling thing.
0: And last but not least, football, football and baseball dominant today. Um, before we get into our last segment, which was our fun segment of the week, uh, Antonio Brown met with the Steelers owner Art Rooney the second, and they both agreed it's time to move on. He tweeted, Antonio Brown did a photo and said, "Had a great meeting with Mr. Rooney today." We discussed a lot of things and we cleared the air on several issues. With an exclamation point, Uh, we both agreed that it's time to move on. But I'll always have appreciation and gratitude towards the Rooney family and the Steelers organization. I can't believe he just went out there and said, "Yeah, we agreed it's time to move on."
1: Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm I'm sure that uh, Art Rooney thought there was a different side to that conversation. I'm sure that's not exactly what Art Rooney came away thinking. Um, But Antonio Brown wants out bad, and I hope you're excited to see him in a Green Bay Packers jersey, Tim.
0: Well, I'll tell you this: if you if they trade him, the Steelers would take on a twenty-one point one million dollar dead salary cap hit. Yeah. So, I would not be surprised if this is a long process because there's I don't think they're in a hurry to trade him just to get twenty-one million strapped to their books.
1: Oh yeah, I if they don't trade him, I think they're in for a 2nd Bell situation, and they're sitting they're looking at dead money no matter what. So, in, maybe
0: they'll learn from their mistakes and not. Do that no, and get something.
1: Is, no, this is the Pittsburgh
0: Steelers we're talking about. They're not gonna. They're not gonna learn anything, buddy. Boom. All right, we last week in our new fun segment did a little bit of a shot or no shot, yes or no kind of thing. Uh, this week we're gonna do something new in our rotating segment of the week. And this week it's your update on the race to Zion.
1: Yeah, the Zion race, baby.
0: Mount uh, Zion. Who will be the worst team in the NBA
1: come? The last day of the NBA season. Uh, I think we have a big race to the bottom here. Knicks, Cavs, Bulls, Hawks, all really pushing pretty hard out of the East. Suns as well. All working hard out of the East. In the West, yeah, the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans and the Mavs and the T-Wolves will stay afloat enough. I don't think they have a chance to even touch what the Suns are doing out in the West. I think it's a a surefire
0: lock that these— Phoenix Suns are going to finish last in the West. The Suns won like three of five or th- four or five or something in December. Yeah. And since then. They've lost 15 in a row. 15 in a row. That's a dumpster fire, that man. That is There's insane. There's nothing
1: out there. I don't think Devin Booker is even that good. I'm not I'm not convinced by anything that happens on a team that's as bad as the Phoenix Suns are. I think it's, it's very similar why, like, look, <laughs> Zach Levine is not that good.
0: I, I'm not. He's one-dimensional in, his, in he, terms of scoring. He's one.
1: Sure. He's one-dimensional. What he is is a guy who's putting up 25 a game for one of the worst teams in basketball. There's no one else that can score points. So, put up 20 shots a game. Doesn't matter. It, you know, it, it's it's hard to take any player seriously on such bad teams. However, I really think it's going to come down to man, Knicks and Suns.
0: Well, the Knicks before Valentine's Day, so right before the All Star break, they yeah. won. Before that, they lost 14 in a row. Yeah, and they, they're 1 of 9 in their last 10. Like, they're dumpster fire as well. That 1 in 9, that really hides that yeah. 0 and 14 before that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, the Levine thing, Levine is, I, I think, compared to the Cavs, the Suns, yeah. um, the Knicks, then they don't have someone who you can give 15 shots a night and he'll score 20-plus points. Yeah. Cavs, for I mean, sure.
1: Booker, I guess, on the Suns.
0: Uh, Definitely. I'm dumb. You're right. Okay, so the Eastern Conference, at least, the, yeah. the Knicks and Cavs don't have someone like that. Especially no. after the Knicks traded, not only the injured Porzingis, but Tim Hardaway Jr., who was kind of that guy for them. Yeah. Um, but then the yeah the Suns. That's what's baffling about it. I know how tough the Western Conference is, but you lose 15 in a row, you there has to be opportunities to win in there. Yeah, like it, it, if you have a
1: team with Ayton and <laughs> and Devin Booker, like you should stumble into a win every once in a while. Like, I don't. It, it, it's not that they're, like, their point guard position is, is so devoid of talent. They have Okobo, uh, Eli Okobo from France and, and Melton um, from God knows where. And they're just a mess in Phoenix. But they have some pieces. I, I don't know if the Knicks have a single piece. I don't know if the Cavs have any pieces.
0: I, I think the Knicks are hoping to stumble into Zion Williamson and with their two salary cap spaces for max players get a, some combo of Kyrie Irving, Klay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Cavaliers, I don't know what they would do with Zion Williamson besides ruin the first part of his career. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I. You know, I, I think in like 10 years, we're all going to
1: forget about the three years that the Cavs just ruined of Kyrie Irving's early career.
0: Kyrie Irving only became relevant—I don't want to say that he wasn't going to be relevant, but— he wouldn't have become relevant in Cleveland if LeBron didn't come back. Yeah. True. He would have been one of these guys who probably offered sheeted and signed with someone else in restricted free agency and put mm-hmm. them up to matching that deal or not. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're the pedigree of becoming a champion that takes you to a different level. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? Not a
1: single one.
0: That was our last that was our Zion Williamson update of the week. But This was the eighth overall episode of the From the Loop podcast. We talked a lot, but we had fun doing it. Stay tuned for more future content and listen to this podcast wherever you may get your podcasts as well as the new Radio DePaul Sports Podcast Networks. Uh, episode one, 1 and 2 are out. A walkthrough, trust and Ryan Explains It with Ryan Wittry. And that's episode 2, but he's going to have another episode coming soon about the history of Manchester United. No, no. So stay tuned for that. And once again, you've been listening to the From the Loop Podcast with Matt Setter and Tim Steader.